Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shebo Crew. It's your girl, Smiley B. And today is a super special episode. It's the first time I've ever going to have a guest host as well as a guest speaker onto the show today. So I'm super excited. Great topic today. Great ladies that's going to be speaking today. So I want to go ahead and introduce these ladies. Um, my guest host is Eva G. She goes by Eva G. I'm going to let her introduce herself here briefly. But also we have a special guest speaker by the name of Santoria Sawyer. You've probably heard of her. She's awesome. She's super awesome. She's an author, a published author, as well as a speaker. She goes and um, speaks publicly. And she also is an entrepreneur. So she is the Jacqueline of all trades, is what she likes to call herself. <laughs> and I love that because we know yes. that the Jack would not be able to do all those yeah. things and be a mother, okay? <laughs> so I am super excited. I'm going to let these ladies introduce themselves. Go ahead, Eva. Yes. Um, like she said, I go by Eva G. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored to be a guest. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing some great um, words of wisdom from Santoria. Um, so, yeah, I know Rakita because um, practically my whole life, this is my cousin. Um, I'm so proud of her and this platform that she has. Um, and, and I'm just really excited to see uh, what Shebo crew does in the future. And um, I'll go ahead and hand it off to Santoria. Let us know about you. Yes. Can you ladies hear me well? Yes, we can. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank yes. you for having <laughs> One of these yes. days we'll be able to do this in person yes. as soon as our restrictions start to lift. Right. So, yes, I'm excited. Um, and congratulations, Rakita, on getting this show off the ground. I know we talked briefly before, and I'm just like, wow, like, yeah, I'm really, really proud of you for making it happen, making your dreams come true, and just really just taking the steps necessary to make this thing um, really come into fruition. So I'm excited to be on here. Um, but, yeah, so... I uh, just tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Santoria, as they said. I'm 28 years old. Oh, actually, no. Wow. I just had a birthday <laughs> last week. So I'm 29 now. Oh, happy <laughs> belated yes. birthday. Thank you. I, that girl, I'm a part good. of the 29 I, Club, too, girl. My birthday was <laughs> See, the 30th. I'm going to everybody I'm 28 forever. Like, I know. <laughs> You know, 28 was my, it was a great 28. I had a blast at 28, made a lot of uh, life decisions at 28 that have just been incredible. So it was, I just love that age. But anyways, I guess I'm 29. Um, I'm a single mama to a beautiful and vivacious, just lively three-year-old. Oh my okay. gosh, she's like looking at myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, she is hilarious. And um, also too, I am a, an author. I'm a published speaker. I'm a published author. I'm a speaker. I am an entrepreneur. I'm also a real estate investor. And a lot of people don't know, but I actually work for the largest black-owned architecture firm in the country. So I manage all of the marketing for... all of the marketing for that company for our Nashville, D.C., Boston, and New York offices. And so it keeps me really, really busy, really, really busy. Like, I, I, I do that about 40 hours a week. You know, normally, like, everyone else work a job. But also, like I said, on on the side, I work on my dreams, too. So um, it Amazing. keeps me very busy, but I love what I do. I love helping people. I love doing things like this, getting to meet young ladies like yourself and just have some conversation, right? So I'm looking forward to it. So yes. let's, let's get 
going, honey. Yes. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Honey, like, that is a perfect title. Like, all those things and all those, you know, hats that you wear, like, that is amazing. And to not only do all those things and be so great at those things, but to continue to carry a a great energy, a positive energy, and just the vibe that you have, like, that's amazing. Usually... You hear someone doing all those things, like, they don't even have the the time or the energy to, like, give off good vibes. So it's, like, the fact that you're doing that and still giving back and still empowering women and being a great mother, like, that in itself is just empowering. And I just thank you so much for making the time to be here. You know, you could be anywhere else, doing anything else, you know, but you're here, and I appreciate that. Yes, we appreciate you. Of course, of course. No problem. Like I said, I'm super excited about it. And honey, when I when I talk to people about it, they're like, how are you able to do all that after being through all you've been through? Still do all that and do it with such grace. I'm like, honey, that, let me just make one thing very clear. It ain't nothing but the grace of God because yes. uh, I don't know how I'd be like, wait a minute, how am I doing all this? It's supernatural. That's what it, it is. is. That's why I got no control. <laughs> <laughs> it is you said it that's exactly what it is and definitely i give glory to god and and it just makes me you know know that it's possible you know because it's it's tough but it's possible and i, mm-hmm. I i'm so excited to right. hear your story it's so motivational to yes other ladies like like you um we all have children out here and you find the energy to get some stuff done now i'm feeling like i'm not doing enough so (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) we need to go get our vision boards together okay and that's what i was saying you know it's so crazy because like santoria said you know this was something that i definitely manifested but i when i would watch her stories and i started following her and i would you know pay attention to the statuses that she were she was posting and i'm like I have to, you know, I have to meet this woman. Like, I have to meet her. Something in my spirit is telling me to reach out. And I did just that. I didn't even have a microphone yet. But I say, you know, I want to create a podcast, you know, a platform that we can speak about, you know, everything women. And, you know, at at the end of the day, empower women, educate women, and be of some support to these women out here. And so I reached out to her, and she, you know, got back to me with the quickness and was just so open to it and never had met me. But just based off Mm -hmm. of what... What I told her, she just, you know, she believed it. She, you know, complimented me on the business name and what I was going through and encouraged me in the same breath, like, you're going to make it happen. And here we are several months later. And, and it's, you know, it's happening. So that is so, so exciting. exciting. Yes. yes. So today we're going to, our topic is FHT. And mm. that is forgiveness, healing, and therapy. And I know you guys are probably thinking, like, that's, three topics in one and yes it is however um you know in this part of my life and growing I had to you know come to a realization I had you know do you feel like they intertwine yes I feel like a process one step would be you know forgiveness one step healing or in the next step therapy or you feel like it all intertwines there are definitely steps and levels to it but I feel like they all intertwine Mm -hmm. I feel as though you know forgiveness is is important in life itself and um, not enough people know how to forgive or they they are not even knowledgeable that they have not forgiven they Mm -hmm. just like you know live their life 
however they see fit and and that's fine too but I do for my personal journey I know that I had to forgive a lot of people in my life in a lot of different situations in order to heal um, because I feel like you're not going to fully heal Mm -hmm. if you don't forgive you know that person or situation and then therapy is what helped me to realize that so yeah I do feel as though they intertwine and um, they're Mm -hmm. definitely you know constantly on my mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I go through my journey with life and meeting different people and kind of you know um, letting go of people out of my Mm -hmm. life as well and um, learning Mm -hmm. that you can forgive and heal and still remove people out of your life and um, you know take those lessons for what they are Um, but Santoria um, one of the reasons that too you know I reached out to you last year was because I heard your story and I heard you speak of your story and um, amongst everything else that you shared, your story in itself is super powerful. So if you're open to it, I would love for you to, you know, share your personal experience with forgiveness, healing, and therapy. Yeah, so um, forgiveness. Ooh, they all kind of so different. So uh, they, like you said, they intertwine because it's, it's really more so like levels. Like I think yes. there's, it's like forgiveness is only the beginning, right? But then yes. that journey to that comes afterwards who that can be a dirty business and then therapy like you said definitely plays um a, a part in all of the in both of the two so um for me when in terms of like forgiveness a lot of people don't if, if you read my book it talks a lot about forgiveness and that's because it was quintessential to my healing like it's quintessential to me to me having any type of success or being able to move forward in life i always tell you it's literally the missing piece to a lot of people's like success like you it's like very hard to continue or to grow in any type of facet right. or form if you're holding bitterness or baggage from someone who's done you wrong like that you know you hear it all the time they over there getting sleep at night you sitting over right. there carrying the weight that's not yours to carry so my personal story is you know um my book the broken crayon that colors still um, is my journey from child molestation to college graduation. And in that book, I detail how I was molested by my stepfather for almost a year um, until the day he tried to cut my fingers off. And the day that he tried to cut my fingers off, I knew, like, I have to get help. I have to get out of here. You know, because up until that point, he had been, you know, threatening me with a gun and scaring me using normal tactics that um, pe- a pedophile use on children. And so um, for me at the time, like I was terrified to tell, but when I finally did tell, when I finally did, you know, walk downtown, I snuck away, I got, took my siblings, we walked into the police station and oh, I told, wow. yeah. So, and, and like I said, I detailed that whole thing in, in, in my book. It's, it's really, it's really, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking sometimes even for me to go back and read um, but like I said, I, I walked my younger siblings downtown into the police department and, um, I told, I said, Hey, I need help, you know, and they, they, they rescued us right away. Well, my stepfather, you know, when they captured him, he was, he, he's mentally ill. And because of that, um, he, you know, he, he got a lesser sentence. So he only served eight years in prison versus what he was originally facing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not something that I was necessarily, I'm not necessarily upset about it because again, he's mentally ill. And I know that a lot of the things he did to me came out of that illness. And so that also played a huge role in me being able to forgive him because I was like, well, you know what, this is the enemy. Mental illness is the trick of the enemy. Enemy. It's not even a trick. It's real. It's very yes. real. But the enemy uses that to really keep people in bondage and can have them doing some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so a lot of 
what's so funny to me, they believe in God, but they don't believe in the devil. Like they don't want to talk about the enemy. They don't yes. think he's, he's just as real. Yes. He is just as real. And because of that, he wreaks havoc in people's minds and their lives and causes them to make bad decisions. And so sometimes for me, I know being, like I said, a believer has played a huge role in my level of forgiveness because one, I want God to forgive me. Two, because he asked us to forgive the people that trespassed against us. And three, because at the end of the day, um, these people that are uh, doing wrong against us, I view it as, um, again, the enemy. It's the enemy. literally the enemy a lot of and he's just using these people as a vehicle to 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 you know kill steal and destroy that's what he does he uses people as an in a vehicle so when you view things in that light it does make things a little easier for you to forgive now don't get me wrong it's not easy by any means it makes it easier to forgive but it's definitely challenging and i I write in my book that forgiveness is not a one-time thing you know sometimes people think when you forgive someone that that's it no i have to do it over and over again because see what happens to me which again brings me to the next level of my forgiveness journey and probably what was the hardest thing was with my mother because after my stepfather served eight years in prison, he got out and my mother took him back. Mm. They are both, you know, they're still married to this day. They still, you know, reside together. So at the end of the day, um, that was probably the most heartbreaking thing to me. That was that something that took me a long time a long time to forgive her for really be down inside. And honestly, it sent me on a spiral out of control, like after, after college, because I really was really hurt by it. And so, um, and a lot of people didn't know, I mean, it was all very hidden, but I was out of control and I was really just um, making some pretty bad decisions and putting myself in jeopardy because of my, the pain that I was carrying from my mother's decision. You know, I felt unchosen. I felt like a motherless child. I felt like, why, why, what, what's wrong with me? Why am I so despicable and dirty that you would choose him over me? Like, and I, and I made it all about me and all about her when, again, I just had to take a few steps back. So um, eventually I did forgive my mom. I did forgive her for, for her decision. And um, again, that was, a, that was tough on me. But um, again, I looked at it the same way I looked at my stepdad. Like one, my mom's inability to choose me is not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on her. Okay. It's a reflection on how she feels about herself. She feels that she's not worthy for, for a better companion. She feels that she's not worthy to walk away. She feels unable to, to, to be without him. She feels like she's in love with him and she needs him. That is not a reflection on me. That is a reflection on her. And again, though, the enemy has planted seed, those seeds in her mind. The enemy has created situations and circumstances to where she feels like she doesn't deserve better. You know, has you know, my mom is a victim just like I was, you know, and that the way she processed and internalized it is a lot different than I did, which is why I'm so passionate about sharing my story, because I want people to process it better. So that way they don't keep continue to allow the cycle to repeat with their kids. And so... Um, fast forward, you know, like I said, that's my, that's my journey with, with forgiveness It's something I have to do every day. It's something I sometimes have to do. She'll call me sometime. And when she mentions his name, I'll, I'll feel triggered mm-hmm. or anything that can trigger, but guess what? It's something I do over and over again, because I'd rather be faced with the, the opportunity to forgive over and over again, than sit up here and carry that burden with me. Like, that's not mine to carry. I got too much other stuff going on to be dragging around that baggage. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. 
Um, I choose to love her past her pain. I choose to love her past her insecurity. I choose to to feed and speak life into her because I want God to continue to do those things for me. So powerful. That is so powerful. Wow. I I don't know if it's the Taurus in me, but my goodness, I, I don't think that I've been through nearly what you have. And for me, forgiveness, oh my goodness. It's been a I just struggle. feel like when you forgive <laughs> It's been a struggle for her. It has. I just feel like when you forgive someone, it just opens up, it leaves that door open for them to come in and disappoint you again. And I don't know, it's just hard for me to move forward from certain things. So I don't even know if I've forgiven people, you know, just cut them yeah. out of my life and move forward, yeah. move on, don't talk to you, don't address it. And I think that, you know, ev- that's where forgiveness comes is, is different for a lot of people because forgiveness for you may be, right, okay, yeah, I'm no longer angry about it, but I still don't want you in my space or, you know, I'm no longer angry about it and you can still remain in my space, but now I'm, you know, constantly, you know, walking on eggshells with you or I'm mm-hmm. keeping, you know, this eye on you and, you know, I feel like, and that's where I say it all kind of comes in because it's like, you know, I feel like once you forgive someone, like she said, it's the beginning. And so it's the healing that really brings that clarity to you to where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm healing from this situation, but do I still want to have these triggers around me? And, you know, it might be more difficult because like you said, it's your, it's your mother and, you know, she was a victim as well. And, and that's what's so crazy is a lot of times the people who've hurt us have been hurt as well. And I I said Mm -hmm. that, you know, when I was younger, I had to learn that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so when people would do certain things to me and I would wonder why, you know, my parents weren't what I needed them to be or when they would let me down. And I I always would have, you know, I I had to find a way as a young child to kind of to cope with that. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize, like, you know, well, when the, the when the the drugs and the alcohol come involved and I see the the you know the addiction that was in my family and in the household it was like okay they're doing that to for for a reason they're doing that to mask their mm-hmm. hurt right. and hurt people hurt people and so when you said um you know re, you know reforgiving and just kind of constantly you know over and over it's like that really really resonates right. with me and it, it touched me somewhere because it's like I find myself doing that and, and I and I repent all the time and I tell God and I'm like Lord I don't want to fail you but I keep finding feeling like I'm taking steps forward and then just to take more steps back because I start to feel that resentment again or that anger again but then like I said where my therapy came in was like having someone who was um, biased and didn't know my family or didn't know the people who hurt me tell me like you're this is kind of at this point you know it's just a lifelong journey you're going to have to continue to you to just keep pushing forward and practicing those things that you that you did to 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 forgive that person and to really fully heal well for those of us that (laughs) forgiven the first time doesn't come easy when you guys guys say re-forgive are you telling me that you literally speak those words you're literally saying i forgive you and then that person's like what like i don't even know what i did this time or is it more of a mental thing like what do you guys mean when you say re-forgive what does that look like for me, it's more of an internal thing. Like, it's more of a, um, now, I don't agree. get me wrong, I have to, it, now, certain things do need to be addressed. Like, if you, if something, somebody is triggering you with something, like, I've had to have conversation with my mom, like, mom, you know, I really don't want to hear that. Mm. You know, I really don't want me to know about that situation, you know, yes. or this, this, this. 
back and more so in the beginning than I do now. But when it for when he first came home, I had to tell her I had to set boundaries. So here's the thing okay. with forgiveness. People don't understand. And I think forgiveness, number one, it does not require reconnection. I have forgiven people and still cut them off. I've forgiven them and say, you know what? But I cannot continue to, because you're in That's just, I can't, especially yes. if you're going to continue to move in that way. Okay. So I'm like, no, I have forgiven people that I'm like, I just choose not to, to deal with you. Now, other people like my mother, I have to have her in my life or the father of my child. You know, he, he did some, te- some terrible things to me that, you know, I keep, I keep hidden. I keep quiet. You know what I'm saying? He and I were supposed to get married and I don't really talk about that situation much because of the one, the fact that he's the father of my child and because I am working on, I'm working through that forgiveness that I have, that I'm working on for him. And I know that anything I say out there or anything, I, if I, if I act maliciously and put out there all the things he's done, one day my daughter's going to hear that. And I want to be able to tell her from a healed place and not a hurt place. And so Absolutely. what I do is that like, but I'm still working through that, right? I'm still working through that. So like certain people, I have to have a relationship with him because he's the father of my child. I have to have a relationship with my mom because she's my mother. So because of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, it required reconnection. Everybody, everybody that you forgive, it does not require reconnection, but everybody that you forgive, feel feel clear, feel uh, uh, empowered enough to set boundaries with them. So like just set, setting those boundaries with my mother has allowed me to, to get to a place where I don't feel like I'm re-forgiving her every day. Because God said, no, when I mean re-forgive, sometimes I forgive her for stuff that she don't even do. It's not even that she did nothing. For example, when I gave birth to my daughter, I thought I had forgiven my mom. But when I gave birth to my daughter, it brought up so many emotions. Because I looked at this beautiful little person, I thought to myself, how? Right. How could she do this to their daughter? How could how could I not choose her? Why did why? Because the love that I feel towards this baby right now, I could never let something happen like that to her and then go sleep with the man who did it to her. Are you kidding me? I didn't. I right. could not process that. Mm. So like I was struggling with feeling a levels of resentment towards her again. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, I already forgave her for this. What's going on? And you just kind of have to work through that with God. I didn't bring that up to her and make her pay for it though, because that's not true forgiveness. Is making them pay right. for something that you already forgive them for. It's that you have to have conversations about your, with yourself and remind yourself of the forgiveness that you've granted them and remind yourself of the forgiveness that you've been granted by God and just be like, you know what? All right, I'm forgiven, so I'm going to forgive. And like, oh, this is hard. But then work, talk to God about it. Talk to your circle about it. Talk to your therapist about it, right? Like, so again, for me, another huge, a huge thing that happened for me was back in April or May. I would say it was April, 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 May um, of 2019, I started going to therapy. And um, therapy, oh my gosh, it has changed everything. Like, Number one is the reason why I actually went to therapy in the first place was I published my book in February of 2019. That book told a story about a certain season in my life, my journey from child molestation to college graduation. What that book did for me was gave me permission to heal. The reason why I put it out there is because I wanted to close that door and I wanted to give myself permission to let, let it go, permission to heal. Permission to move forward into the healing because all up until that point, I had just been coping and coping and healing is not the same. Coping is what you do to survive. Healing is what you do to thrive. 
So I wanted to thrive. I was ready to step into my thriving season, my season of favor. And because of that, I knew I needed to go to therapy because I needed to start healing. And so I was in, I've been in therapy since then. Now I maybe see my therapist maybe once a month because I don't need to as much anymore. But when I first was going, I was going often, weekly if I had to, because I was so desperate to get that healing. And it was a dirty, like I said, it was a dirty business. And while I was going through therapy is while I was going through things with the father of my child at the time. And because of that, I was actually found myself for the first year of therapy. I was really in therapy for the damp for the trauma that he had caused me. So I wasn't even able to really start to heal from the things that my mother and my stepfather done because I was spending so much time healing from now the new trauma that he had caused me. And so, like I said, it was a whole, it, it was a whole therapy has, but it saved me. I'm so glad that I was in therapy when those things happened to me with him, because it, I couldn't imagine if I wasn't in therapy and those things happened and I would have had to, to process and deal with those things, you know, um, deal with canceling my wedding, deal with all the stuff that I had to deal with at that time, you know, when, when he and I were going through, um, on top of trying to process this now new journey of healing that I was on from my childhood. So um, therapy, though, like I said, I recommend it to everybody. I always tell people therapy is everything. It is worth the investment in yourself. If you can go out and buy some shoes or go to the bar and spend $30 at the bar, you can spend $30, $60 on a session, a copay with your, with your therapist. <laughs> okay. Right. For sure. And, and No, seriously, right. because you're going to be walking around in them shoes looking all cute, but your mental going to be all messed up. Or you you emotionally not right. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you want to affect it, other people's lives. Yes, and you have to prioritize. And I feel like because people hear therapy and, and it just brings a sense of, like, judgment or feeling like, you know, just I feel like people don't really have a good reason. You know, when I ask people, you know, why don't you go to therapy or those who don't go to therapy, you know, um, they're like, oh, because I just don't feel like talking to a stranger and telling them my business or they're not going to, it's not going to help. And it's like, how do you know? You did not, you didn't try, you know what I'm saying? And and not to mislead anyone, therapy is, is awesome, but it is, it's also a journey and it takes time. Um, as Santoria said, you know, you, you're not going to go into the first session and the session, second session and come out in new skin. That's not going to happen. But what you will start to see and start to feel the progression and the healing. And for me, it was more so understanding because as she said, when I was going to therapy, you know, I thought it was from my childhood traumas and what had, you know, triggered me to have anxiety. And, you know, I wasn't able to be as social as I usually was because I was like, you know, I don't want to put myself in a position to be triggered. But did either of you go to um, therapy as children or was this as adults? As an adult for me. Yeah, for me, um, when I first so when you, when you, so I don't know, it's, I don't know, I think it's protocol, but like when you're, when you experience some type of childhood trauma, specifically for me, like I said, childhood molestation, um, when I experienced that, they sent me to, like referred me to a child therapist at the time. Um, but I went to one session and, you know, I was a kid and I wish my mom would have been more diligent about it, but she wasn't at the time. But I wish, like I told my mom, I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed it. Like I was like, I'm like, you know, after right. everything happened, um, I went to one session and it was like, I kind of knew what she was doing to me, like, or what she was trying to get me to say and do. And I was just kind of like, this is really not, I want to, I wanted to just put my head down and just focus on, it's like, just with, like, I, I developed a very, un, it was a, 
a healthy coping mechanism in a sense where it wasn't like drugs or it wasn't alcohol or nothing. But my coping mechanism was success. So, yes. and that could be healthy and unhealthy because yes. for me, I was like, oh, I'm about to win now. I got to go. Ohio State's going to pay me to go to their school. I'm about to be the number one in my class. I'm going to go get all these money for school, for scholarships. I'm going to go be win. I'm going to be a multimillionaire. And even now I find myself success is a, my drug. You know what I'm saying? Winning mm. is my drug. So it's like, um, for me, that's what I saw. I was like, I don't want to do this emotional stuff. Yes. I don't want to be all no mushy stuff. I'm logical. I'm like, I just want to go, go yes. win. Let's go win. Let's just, okay, it happened. Let's move on. <laughs> and yeah, because like I was saying, you know, too, with, with therapy, it provides a, a different level of understanding and, and it help, it like really forces you to unpack a lot of things. And it's like, well, I'm coming to therapy for this is what I thought I was coming for. But like she said, it's like, it starts to, un, you know, unravel a whole bunch of different things. And it's like, wow. So for like the first couple of sessions, I was just like, boohoo crying. I hadn't cried, you know, that hard or that long in a long time. I feel like the first couple of sessions, I just was crying, but I felt a sense of relief and I just felt like it was safe. Like I didn't feel like my therapist was just sitting there wondering when I was going to stop crying. I mean, she was just handing me tissues and really just letting me take that time to really just unload that. Because like you, like she said, it's like, it's really just a whole emotional roller coaster, but it's so worth it. And it does provide just that understanding on a different level for me. And so, um, you know, as she stated in the beginning, I was going pretty frequently. And as I started to feel myself, you know, heal, I was kind of even scared to step away. And she's like, okay, well, now I don't have to see you as often, you know, maybe once a month, every, you know, every other month. And I'm like, hold on, wait. Right. <laughs> I just, this has became a, a big part of my life now. This is a part of my schedule. I get off work. You know, I go get my kids. I drop them up to my mother. And I look forward to this session, you know, now I have to, you know, do it on my do, own. And now I have to, you know, my schedule has to change and, you know, but it, it helped me and it, it continues to help me and to know that it's still there and I can still, you know, if I feel that I need more frequent sessions, that's available as well. But ultimately it's just like, it's, it's really, really necessary. And I feel like um, what you said with the age thing, I don't know how old you were since where you, when you experienced, um, the the molestation and um the abuse how old were you i was 12 years old oh wow and i was telling my cousin and i said you know i um you know my son he he's um nine years old he just recently turned nine my oldest and um i'm so thankful that he is so intertwined with his emotions and he's able to express his emotions and since he was five years old I remember you know me and my son went and did we went to hang out we went shopping we did a few things and afterwards he said you know mom he said I feel so happy I can cry right now and I was like he's like I think I'm about to cry and I was like why well why do you you know feel like you want to cry and he's like I'm just so thankful for you you know you doing this for me and and he was five years old and you know he's a little boy and it's like it really touched me. I was, you know, so amazed that my son felt so safe and he really was able to internalize his emotions before he even got emotional. You know how you got kids that just cry and you're like, what's the matter? Like, what are you crying for? Like, use your words. But he's been mm -hmm. able to do that since he was, you know, five. And so I even still feel like, you know, even though I feel like I am the best mother that I can be and I'm giving him 
the best that I know how. And I pray, you know, for guidance every day as a mother. But I still feel like, you know, I would like my son to see a therapist just because there might be things that I might not be doing, you know, so great. Or maybe he feels that, you know, he wants to talk to someone about or maybe they'll be able to pull certain things out of him and just kind of help him understand even more as he grows into a man because you know Mm -hmm. we know men don't really like to show their emotions they want to be all tough and they don't want to cry some men and they don't want to you know show that vulnerability but I want my son to know that no matter how old he gets or whatever he goes through that that is something that he always can do you know he's human and regardless of his gender he he's able and entitled to his emotions and I just I'm super you know I feel so strong on that like kids getting into therapy and Mm -hmm. you know regardless because like you said Santoria you want to be able to talk to your daughter from a place of healing you know but when a kid gets somewhere, you know, and and they grow up and you tell, you know, you talk to them about certain experiences. I feel like, you know, the first time my son, um, you know, experienced any type of, you know, his first racial experience at school where a kid said something about him, you know, being a black kid. It was like even explaining that to him, it was like I didn't really know how, but I did the best that I could. And he still was just like, but I don't understand, Mom. We're all the same, you know. So it's just. It's just one of those things that I feel, you know, is very important, you know, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So, um, I encourage it at any yeah, like you said, any age is, yep. So yeah. it sounds like therapy is necessary. So, so you're, <laughs> Well <laughs> like you you're said totally... with you know, with with your daughter, you said, you know, you, you seen, you know. Right. Yes, with my um eight year old there were behavior changes at school. Um, and, and I reached out, I got her counselor, she would meet with once a week, um, come to find out she was frustrated about things in school. And we found out, you know, she had some vision problems and some hearing problems and she had to go to several appointments and she was just so frustrated. So if a child would say or do one thing that would seem just so minor, she would flip out, freak out. And here I am just not understanding. And I'm so happy I um, did something that wasn't very familiar to me at that time and reached out and got her someone to talk to and come to find out it was uh, such an easy fix. And now, I mean, that was the best decision we made. Uh, she knows how to express herself better. Um, more importantly, we got my baby some glasses. She could see out here, she could, <laughs> she could see the board and she's not as frustrated. Uh, but I know for mm-hmm. myself, I, 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 I do think that eventually I should go and speak to a therapist. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like <laughs> in my 28 years, I've just been trying to deal with it my own way, different phases, um, you know, hanging out with friends or, you know, um, running track. And I, I just felt like I, I handled it in my own way. I, I don't know if therapy has to be where you literally sit in front of, you know, a, a doctor, a psychiatrist, or, I mean, is that what it has to look like is... Um, I don't know if that's what it necessarily has to look like, but I think, um, you know, when we talk about therapy, like, um, there's groups, I mean, there's different ways to do it, but I do firmly believe you talk to a trained professional and not just like some of these groups. Like, it's funny because I have a love-hate relationship with the app Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, there are experts that are not experts at all in their industries and, um, they're giving people terrible information, terrible advice. 
And so when it comes to something like your mental health and you're going to be diving in deep and dealing with trauma, I believe you should definitely talk to a professional, someone who has been trained in trauma-informed therapy. Because, um, and a lot of times, you know, even if it's just you feel like there's something you might want to work out, you never know. They could dig up things in your past that you may have, like, buried or, like, literally mm-hmm. just, you know, just put aside and never even thought about again. You know what I mean? And you're just like, okay, I just, I shrugged that off. And you never even realized, like, oh, wow, it's had a residual effect on my actions. You know what I mean? And so, um, I that's why, I, but I encourage you to go, if anybody who's, like, considering therapy or counseling, make sure it still is with a trained professional, you know, someone <laughs> who is someone's license to be able to give you that advice yes and um that just made me remember too because um and the reason why i feel that therapy is important too is because i thought i was just going to you know unload my emotional you know baggage onto this this woman and for her to just tell me how to deal with it but she also brought me a different understanding of how the brain works the brain Mm -hmm. is so powerful and it literally was it was just so crazy to learn how the brain works and it helped me so much even with my anxiety not only because certain things still don't trigger me or you know certain things may not you know upset me or whatever but just kind of being able to to take the time to be like okay relax you're okay calm down you know breathe in like because your mind does certain things based off of how you're feeling in that moment so when I would get all you know anxious and I would feel like like the walls were closing in on me I had to you know realize like you're sending yourself to a panic because instead of taking a deep breath and really just relaxing and taking control over your emotions, I kind of let my brain do do all the work. And so your brain has these, you know, um, these triggers. And it's like, you know, your brain will, 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 will induce panic. It will induce panic sometimes. So <laughs> I would be anxious, but then I would go into a panic attack and be like, wait, I was fine. I was just sitting here talking with my, but I was sitting there silently getting myself worked up. And so people would see me in a panic and they're like, wait, where did that just come from? But they didn't know what I was going through internally. So with therapy too, it really, it really helps you understand how your brain works. And, and that helps you also understand your emotions on another level. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I, I learned that too. So because I do, if you know, you know, I've been telling you this, I, I feel that, you know, growing up together and I see, and, I, and you're still a great person. I feel that, you know, there are some things that you may hold on to. And, you know, when we have our conversations and I hear you speak and I'm like, I just wish you would, you know, give it a try. Like, I really do. I feel like you're going to feel so much better and um, you're going to feel that, that relief and you're going to be excited really about that and that new unfound understanding because you're one of those people that love to learn you always have a million and one questions <laughs> so I feel like that would also help you too um I agree that um I'm a great person as you stated, <laughs> as you stated. I oh, just <laughs> I just really I just put up this wall I just I don't like to tell adults grown people what what I feel like they did wrong to me, I, I feel like you should know. And, and mm. it just makes me put up this wall, and, and I don't want to put myself in this situation again. So it's more so, I guess for me, it's more of, okay, I forgave you in my head, but I'm definitely going to go this way. If we meet up in 
three years. Maybe we can talk about it. I really don't know. Um, but I, I may have some. I'm a Taurus, guys. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to blame it on that. We're going to blame it on that. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, that's just something that you can definitely, you know, you meet with somebody, they'll, they'll work that out with you more professional because, you know, as your girls, we like in your friends and stuff, people can always give you advice, but you never know what the what the deeper meaning to that is until you really dig into it. Yes, I agree. And I was saying that too, like all solicited advice isn't good advice, you know. Everybody, especially if someone doesn't, really understand their advice mm-hmm. is coming from a different place not that it's a malicious place but they're just telling you what they know which might not always be what's right or what you need to hear or you know at that moment right. so I completely agree like what she said like you know you want to have you know that trained professional someone who does not know you does not know your history and is able to to, to provide that understanding for you um, how but, do you guys feel like um, it affects you now, motherhood? Um, you know, you have your childhood traumas. How do you feel like that affects you with your kids? Are you super overprotective? Do you worry? Have you developed anxiety? Like, how are you guys handling that? Well, um, oh, go ahead. But said, you want to go first? Yeah, go first. No, I was just going to say um, it, it definitely, it definitely made me really overprotective I feel like in the beginning um because too I was a young mom you know I had my first kid when I was 19 so I was I was still growing as well and so um besides all of the cruelty that I've seen in the world and and the different things that I experienced in my life um I just know how the world is I was still really young and in the world you know and so I was just like you know I don't want my son going here, there. He wasn't really allowed to stay overnight. I would try to go hang out and, and have a, you know, a kid-free night. But I always found myself like, you know, I want to go get my son and just spend that time with him and love with him because, you know, my childhood traumas was more so result in abandonment and feeling abandoned and not, you know, as Santori said, even chosen because I felt like, you know, my parents and them struggling with their addiction, I felt like they chose that over me. Um, you know, they they both really was in that that life most of my life and, you know, until I was an adult. So I felt, you know, abandoned. And so for me, I just never wanted my son to feel right. that. And so I will always feel like you know, and even now, sometimes I struggle with it. He's older. And he's like, Mom, you know, why are you always calling me? Like, when he leaves for the weekend. And, you know, mm-hmm. he told me that last weekend he, he meant to block me. And I'm like, you you better you not mom. block your mom. <laughs> but, you know, I find myself constantly, um, I would say, overcompensating in that area. Like, I just feel like I always want to tell my son I love him and I'm thinking about him. And I choose him over everything other than God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I choose my kids over everything other than God because I want them to feel that and I don't want them to ever go looking in the wrong places for that love or that intention and I don't want that to lead them down the path that um, only God can protect them from so mm-hmm. yep I'm right there with you I agree with you on that and then um, also too I know for me like I um, when it comes to what it did for me in motherhood is that like 
I don't want to necessarily say I'm overprotective. I, I feel like I'm just as protective as most parents need to be. Like parents need to ask questions. Parents need to be involved. What do you mean your business? What do you mean? Oh, give them a little bit of no. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> this, my, this, is, this is my job is to protect. And in a world where I see danger, it is my job to protect them. Like, what? What do you mean? I, I, what? what? I, like, I, to me, it's, it's baffling to me when people are like, oh, I'll just give my kids a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? No, just, just, oh, you got to, no, no. I'm going to ask questions. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? I need you to call me. I need to lay eyes on you. And so even when my daughter, like, she's only three, but when she goes to her father, you know what I'm saying? Like, I call her every single day. I call her every single day when she's with her. I don't care. I'm going to FaceTime. Yes. I'm going to lay eyes on her. And not only just for protection or out of fear, but just to, I want to be, I want my daughter to know I am always with you. I want to have that relationship with my daughter where it's like, oh, it's not just me and you separate or when you go with your dad, you're with him, you're with me. No, I'm always with you. I am always going to be your mother, whether you're with him part time or whatever, a couple of days a week, whatever you are, I don't, I'm still here and you can talk to me about anything. I need her to know that I'm checking up on her whenever she's with anybody. So I call and I FaceTime her all the time because I'm like, I need to lay eyes on my daughter. Like, as soon as we're done with this here, I'm going to lay eyes on her because right. she needs to hear my voice. She needs to know before she goes to sleep. And I, hey, baby, mommy loves you just the same as if she was here. And then, you know, by doing that, you just build that trust with your kids. Right. You know, I want her to think that when she's with somebody else that mommy's no. When she's with somebody else, she's going to know because I'm going to be calling her every day <laughs> and talking to her. Like, no, my mommy's still checking on me. How's she doing? And my daughter, she come home, she tell me stuff. She that, That's my baby. You know what I'm yes. saying? That's my, that's my little best friend. But I will say, like, it, it, more of those emotions. I had to work through therapy with that. So that was, again, I, I started therapy in 2019. Um, I had my baby in 2017. So I went through postpartum depression for a whole year afterwards. And it's then, like true. I said, it was it's yeah, it was crazy. And it was just amplified because of some traumatic things that uh, I had went through with her, her father. And so, you know, what I'm saying because of that, I was in therapy um, initially because I was like, yo, you know, I'm, I got to we got I got to work this out. And then while I was in therapy, it was bringing up some of those fears that I had, you know, and a, a lot of times. And this is why it's so crazy, because a lot of people don't know this about me. And this is probably the first time I've ever said this on a show or an interview. But my trauma actually kept me in a relationship longer than what I needed to be in because I was so terrified of my daughter having a stepfather. I was so terrified of not being able to be around my daughter 24 seven that I was willing. I used to tell my therapist like, Oh, my therapist used to talk to me about the trauma I was experiencing in my relationship. And she used to tell me, well, Santoria, you know, why, why, what makes you feel, what, what are you feeling? Why are you afraid to leave? And I used to tell her it was because of the trauma that I had been through. I never wanted my daughter to have a step here and I never wanted to not be around her. I needed control. But my therapist is a Christian woman. And she told me like, you know, cause like I said, I told her, I was like, I was going to sacrifice the next 10, 12 years of my life if I have to. That's why I didn't have any more children with my child's father because I was literally, I was, I knew I needed to leave. And with, with that situation, you know what I'm saying? Um, she told me, she said, well, Santoria, you're doing this as a way to keep control over what happens in your child's life. She's like, but God is in control. And I had to, me and God went to, we had to battle that thing out. Where I was <laughs> like, all right, I really was like, all right, I'm going to give, I'm going to give control of her to you. But yes. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you that mm. you're not going to, she's not going to have that childhood that I have. And I right. speak those things. I speak it as if they were, I tell God exactly what I want for my daughter. 
more parents probably need to do that too. Like we speak these affirmations over our lives, but tell God, God, my, my child is going to have a childhood. She's going to have a child free from trauma. Lord, I, I declare and I claim and I receive yes. that she's not going to have in her whole adult life recovering from things that she had to deal with in her childhood. I receive and I declare and I and I walk in, in faith and belief that you are writing this, that it's already written, that it's already done. You know what I'm saying? And so um, because Absolutely. of that, it gives up that control to God has really been um, instrumental in my in my my life as a parent because at first honey it had me all types of jacked up and trapped up in the situation it was it was all bad you know it started off really all bad i should not have been in that situation but i was terrified yes that was that that's so good like I love literally that speaking into existence yes and like i had what's so crazy is like i have written down some questions but it's like literally you've literally hit every point and and that's just so powerful in itself like you literally answer all my questions in one um you know what I'm saying because those things do you know childhood traumas and and different things do lead to other things and other habits that you may pick up and and normalize and it does take I feel like that therapy to really help you self-reflect and identify those things that are just not so healthy yes I mean god forbid you know you um it affects affects the kids in a negative way um uh, my mom has had um, an extremely difficult life, and I feel like with her not getting some of the help that she needed earlier, she's getting help now, thank goodness for that. Uh, but I think because of the traumas that she was dealing with, I mean, it affected her kids' lives so much, um, being overprotective and, you know, worried and anxiety and, and not dealing with those things. Um, I, I just, just like you guys said, I just want my kid to have uh, a better life than me, the best life I can provide for them. That's my ultimate goal. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so, and that's why, you know, I thought that these um, topics, you know, would would run together in a sense. And, uh, you know, in the future, you know, I may break them down and do them separate um, because I know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of people still trying to, trying to find understanding in it but it's just you know it's it's all in you know in your time you know and whenever you you feel that you know because if you're doing it just because someone else is telling you oh you need to forgive this person or oh you need to heal from that in order to move on in your life or oh you need to go see a therapist to help you deal with that if you're not really feeling it and you're not doing it with the intentions to grow it's going to all be for nothing. So it, it has to be something that you're willing to, to do, but also take it serious and to and to seek that help. And, and if you don't, and I feel like a lot of people don't feel comfortable asking people because they feel like they're going to be judged or, you know, like I can't imagine, you know, going through, you know, what you experienced Santoria and then still sharing your story with so many, you know, hundreds of, of strangers, of people that you don't know, like that in itself, um, you know, just exudes strength. Like, I, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, but there's people out there who, who may experience worse or may have not and don't even know how to even start that conversation or how to reach out to someone or how to, you know, move forward. Right. Not, you know, mm-hmm. not know how to go on with life. And then they hear your story and, 
all of the great things that you're still, um, still doing and accomplishing. I'm so happy that you came on to speak about this. Um, somebody out there needed to hear it. I know I did, and I've, and I I appreciate you opening up a hundred percent because you know, like I said, I've been following you for some time, and some of the things I've heard you say, but a lot of these things that you're saying is just like you know, breathing life in and just positivity into me. You know, it was it it just is so powerful. So, I, and that's why I'm so happy that you was able to come on and take the time to come on and speak, and really open up and. I just I knew in my in my spirit it was gonna be productive. It was gonna be good, and so I'm walking away with a lot of different outlooks and and knowledge in myself. So I know that the listeners will too, you know. And I just hope that you know it does touch them in a place where you know people will feel more empowered to do these things, you know, to mm-hmm. to seek forgiveness, not for not for no one else, but for yourself. Like this is, it's about you and growing and being able to get to that next place in life and, and where you're trying to go. You know, I know mm-hmm. I'm going to need to pick up the phone and um <laughs> tell some people I might actually, I, okay, I forgive you. <laughs> I do. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> and, I, and I encourage you, you know, when you do that though, like really like talk to, you know, just talk to yourself about it first, talk to God about it first. And some people, honey, you don't, you know, it don't even require you to tell them what it is. They're just going to see it. They're going to see it in your actions mm-hmm. towards them. They're going to see it in, you know, the way and, 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 and in the way you just continue to grow and prosper in life. Because people that, that, that let go of that and that let really do forgive, they start to, you you notice the doors start to open up for them. So you, some of these people, you may not even have to pick up the phone and call and tell them that you forgive them. They just going to know. They're like, wow, she really ain't carrying that hate from you no more, huh? Wow, I really didn't break her down like I thought right. I did, huh? Wow, she really let it go, huh? She really over it, huh? Yes. She out here happy and, and loving on folks and giving to folks and just thinking like, wow, don't nobody who really hates something. People who can do that don't hate people. Right. right. So, yeah. And a lot of times people who you're forgiving may not even seek your forgiveness or even know that uh, they, they did, something, did wrong. something wrong. They may not feel that they did something wrong. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people that I've forgiven in my life may have not even apologized. But like I said, this is not for them. It was for me because I was trapped. I was stuck in that, in that you know, that hate or that just that ill will. Like, I was trapped in that. So, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to feel pressure to, you know, reach out to someone, and for, you know, because then it might be a whole thing where they want to go into it and want to break it down. I don't owe you that. What I did was mm-hmm. I forgave you, and you can do that, like she said, by yourself, in your room, in the shower, wherever it is, and, you know, whenever you feel the need to do that and it comes to you and you genuinely wholeheartedly forgive that person, you'll know. You'll know, mm-hmm. but it, it it is it is it is a, a definitely the beginning to healing, and um, you know, the the therapy is just the the cherry on top, honestly. So, yep. I'm so excited. This was such a good segment. I cannot even just wait to like listen to it tonight <laughs> and just just listen to it all over again. Like I'm one of those people. Like I literally compartment compartmentalize everything and I just kind of things that are just so um you know powerful like this like I always just go back and I'll listen to it over and over again so I'm super excited I want to thank you again 
Santoria, for coming on today, taking the time out to talk with us, to share your story, and to just be open and just willing. Um, I really appreciate it. It means so much to me. And like you said, I really hope, you know, here soon we can get together in person and meet. I feel like, I don't know what it is, but like I said, I don't... coming soon. They lifted the, what is it, the curfew or... Oh yeah, they said that the numbers and stuff is dropping and people people being smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But um yeah, looking forward to meeting you too. And again, thank you ladies both for having me on the show. It's been a great conversation. Absolutely. Um like I said, I I, I continue I can't wait to just watch the show continue to grow and you guys both continue to do amazing things as mothers, as entrepreneurs, as just you know, just amazing women that you are. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, yes, we appreciate that. Speak that. Uh, definitely um, still let us know. Let let everybody know where they can find your book, what you're working on, anything coming up in the future. Yeah, your yeah, social so, media. Uh, yeah, so my social media, uh, I have a business page. I really don't use it. So I used to tell people to follow my personal page because I'm probably going to consolidate them. Um, you can find me on IG um, at Santoria underscore Marie, and that's S-A-N-T-O-R-I-A. Santoria underscore Marie, and then um, on on Facebook, just Santoria Sawyer. Um, and then uh, in terms of where you can find my book, you can find it on Amazon. Um, there's a book called Broken Crayon Still Color. It's different than mine. Mine is called The Broken Crayon That Colored Still. It's on Amazon. Or you can purchase it on my website, which is www.SantoriaSpeaks.com. And that's uh, S-P-E-A-K-S, SantoriaSpeaks.com. Um. Yeah, and how, that that's it. I, I'm working actual, on. How was the actual process to to write in your book, put it out there? Do you um is that something you see yourself doing it uh, doing again, or was that more so just like your testimony? Or yep, I'm working great. on book number two as we speak. Uh, the oh, process, that's great. Mm-hmm. The process itself was pretty. It was okay. It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. But uh, it was definitely a learning experience. Some things I'm definitely gonna do different this time. Um, but yeah, I self-published, uh, and so, um, yeah, it wasn't, it was, like I said, it wasn't too bad. It took me about two, two, three months once I really got serious to actually self-publish. Um, but I had been writing those stories for years, you know, cause a lot of the, the first, each, each chapter in my book opens up with a, like a journal entry from back then. So I had been writing for years and then I just wrote the second half of the journal entry, um, like basically the second half, not not the the second half of the journal entry, but I wrote the second half of each chapter in real time. Okay. So that's the way I set it up is like it opens up with a story from back then, and then the end of it, the chapter ends with what I took from that particular story. Um, and so, yep, I'm working on book number two, and um, I'm sure I, the goal is to have it published this fall, um, sometime maybe October. But we shall see because I'm also working on something else that I'm really, really excited about. I'm, I, I do network marketing um, and I absolutely love, love, love it. I do it with um, a, a vacation club uh, slash lifestyle club. So that's how I'm able to travel so much. We have a lot of fun. We save a lot of money. We make a lot of money. So because of that, I'm super um, focused on that right now. Um, so if that that's taking up a lot of my time uh, willingly I, and, and excitingly, actually. So, um, but again um the another goal like i said is to get that to get that book published and hopefully start doing some like coaching programs um start doing some some courses like webinars and things like that for people on around this topic and on the topic of self-publishing so 
That's amazing. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to you and seeing you do all those things. Yes. I'm so excited. And it'll definitely give us a reason to reconnect because I'm definitely going to be checking in. Definitely going to be needing some, you know, words of wisdom. And um, I know I heard you speak before about accountability, you know, having an accountability partner. Um, so, you know, those things and just watching your progression and the things that you're, you know, doing is just going to make me be more accountable in the, in itself. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited <laughs> to see those things and, and um, you know, watch you grow and and see those things. So I'm excited. And I want to just, like I said, thank you again. Um, everybody that does not or haven't already go buy Santoria's book. It sounds amazing. I definitely, definitely need to read it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to book two and, um, all the, the, the things that it's going to help me grow as a woman, as a mother. So I'm excited for that. Yes. Mama, and you guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks to everyone that's listening. Um, definitely reach out to me if you guys have any questions or whatever, or just need some words of wisdom. And it's been amazing talking to you, ladies. Yes, yes thank you. Will you enjoy the rest of your Friday night? <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. All righty, thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. That was amazing. I'm so happy. Well, you guys, that was it. That was the right. forgiveness I mean, healing therapy. Happy birthday to Tajay. I hope she's enjoying herself. Yes, I'm glad yes. I we got miss to you, girl. We miss come you. Come and hang out and, and listen to this topic. Um, God was speaking to me. He, I need to get some things off my heart. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well. I'm super excited. I want to thank all the listeners, all of the support I've been getting or we've been getting with this podcast. It's been growing. Um, and I'm just super excited to see where it's going. I would love for you guys to DM me any topics that you may have. If you feel that you have a story that you want to tell or some helpful information that you want to share, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm open to having guests on. We're doing, you know, we're still trying to stay COVID safe. So um, I'm able to, you know, do remote calls and different things like that to keep everyone safe. So please feel free to reach out to me. DM me on Instagram, smileyb, um, S-M-I-L-L-E-E -E underscore B. Um, on Facebook is Rakita Brown and Eva you want to give them your yes um, my Instagram is Eva.g that's E-V-A dot G underscore 614 um, I had a blast this was a great time I'm definitely looking forward to um, joining the Shibo crew in the future um, hopefully Tajay as well I I'll get to sit and hang out with her um, I hope she's having a great time but just thank you for this platform um People need to hear this information so they, they know that they can move on. It's possible. Um, you know, it's just great to hear other women's strength. So thank you, Rakita, for this. Oh, um, I'm thank so you. proud. I, I really am. So, yes. yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And I thank you for taking the time out to come on as well. Hopefully, you know, it does, you know, help you as well. And that maybe you feel more comfortable to come on more in the future. And maybe it might, you know. 
be permanent. We'll see. You know. <laughs> but yes, everybody go shout out Tajay Simply One Taj on Instagram. It's her birthday. That's why she's yes. absent this week. We love you, girl. Enjoy your birthday. We want to say thank you all again, all you guys, all the listeners. Um, thank you again, Shibo crew. We love you guys. And until next time. Bye.